The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. So Travis Scott murdered my grandmother this weekend. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he teamed up with Satan and he rode her like a surfboard across the audience. What the fuck? Front of the venue, fr- the stage to the back door. I'm not even kidding. Well, because that's what the whole thing was, right? It was a ta- it was a satanic ritual. Her body started on fire. It, like from the from, from like the hooves of Satan himself, or like what? Well, in the friction across people's heads and shoulders. That's pretty wild that your grandma crowd surfed at a Travis Scott show, but. <laughs> She was also dead. Uh, well, she's been dead for about 20 years. Then how did so, this happen? Um, demonic possession? Uh, by who? Travis Scott? Undead resurrection? Drake? Um, Kanye. Lil Poot. Lil Peep. Big Stank. Uh, Lil Yachty. Lil Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at Takashi six nine. Yeah, that guy. That's my trump. Yeah, card that's right a there. he. He hails Satan himself. Sure, and he comes right on the stage at a Travis Scott show, and he somehow and... does not get boofed in prison. Oh, he got boofed. You think? Oh, brother, he got boofed hard. He's just not talking about it. No, of course he's not talking about it. You know, everybody in prison tasted that rainbow. <laughs> like a little sack of Skittles. That one. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. We're, We're damn da- that's scary. D- damn that's damn. damn that's scary. Damn, and uh damn that's Satan. Damn that's Satan. Yeah, so I just my biggest concern, Greg, is this. Huh. Uh another I don't know if it's like a big concern or not. Okay. I, I think it's I don't know, it might be kind of cool to make Satan scary again. Uh let's get another satanic panic going. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel like this is exactly what we needed. We did. Satan was, he, he was a little too en vogue. Yeah, Satan was a little too much of a style. He was a little too much of a, uh, let's say, like, like Black Craft Cult, I'm going to say, was the, the ones that kind of made Satan fashionable. Yeah, becoming a little family-friendly, if you ask me. A little too family-friendly. Let's bring it back, man. Now that Marilyn Manson got all old and fat, we need a new... Uh, we need a new... A new uh, face of face. Satan. Yeah. And that's Travis Scott. It's Travis Scott, apparently. Yeah, shoving his Travis Scott meal down everyone's fucking throat the, for McDonald's. The four horsemen of the Travis Scott apocalypse <laughs> are a double cheeseburger, a bunch of chicken nuggets, and a fucking medium Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Travis Scott. You didn't let me substitute that drink when I got your meal, and I'm still bitter about it. That came with barbecue sauce, too. Yeah, that's the fourth horseman. That's, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> little barbecue sauce. It's not pestilence, it's barbecue <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Instead of plague, it's nuggets. Yeah. I I don't know any of his music, so I can't really comment on he that. He has that one song where it's like, uh, 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 I used to think it was called Neon Wolves, but it's Be Humble. Oh, okay. And I thought Because rappers now, they rap through their nasal passage. Yes. You've noticed this. Yeah, and they mumble a lot. Yeah, they do. Uh, so the, 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 the hook was, me on me on And I thought he was saying neon wolves. And I'm like, that's kind of neat. You sound like a cartoon alien when you do that. Me on Yeah. Really? Sure. Thanks, man. Uh, I guess that's kind of cool. Uh, but no, it turns out he was saying, be humble. 
I don't know. That might not even be Travis Scott. That might be Lil Wayne. I don't know shit about fuck. I feel like it's all a front because he murdered a bunch of kids. He murdered your grandmother. Yeah, in an effort to bring about the second coming of the Antichrist. Yeah, well, guess what? It didn't fucking happen. Shit. Yeah. Well, way to go, Travis. Yeah, Joe Biden's still in office. I'm stuck with all these funeral expenses now, and you didn't even bring Satan back to Earth. Yeah, so wait, he's, he, did he pay for your grandma's cremation? He offered. Yeah, what'd I'll, you, what'd you I'll say? I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Meet me halfway. I'm a reasonable man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you pay for the food. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for the, the headstone. Did you get a bunch of Wegman subs? Yes, and then I totally didn't buy a headstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck your grandma. I scammed that motherfucker for a bunch of footlongs. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. They're still in my fridge. This is going to last me all year. <laughs> No, that bread's going to get soggy. you got to start freezing that shit. Oh, don't say that. Please don't say that. Oh, well, uh, yeah, so apparently Travis Scott got a bunch of people killed, and uh, he might be going to prison. No. No, not even no. close. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody's no. even mentioned that. No, he's not going to prison, silly goose. Nope, he makes too much money for the right people. You remember when Metallica played in Moscow, and there were a bunch of murders in the crowd? And, like, a bunch of people got raped. Nothing happened to Metallica. That sounds like Woodstock 99. Nothing happened to... Oh. Woodstock 99. I Now, that is one conspiracy theory I will agree with. Woodstock 99 was put together by the government. Yeah. All right? You go back to the first Woodstock on a fucking farm. Second Woodstock, I don't know where it was, but Nine Inch Nails, they played covered in mud, and it was fucking badass. Yeah. Uh 99, it was on a fucking military base. Yeah, and Fred Durst is Illuminati. I've been told that by Fred a lot Durst of is if you listen to the new Limp Biscuit CD that came out last week, you will know that Fred Durst is Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah. And if you ask me a little Illuminati. What's his new album called? Uh it's called I Did It All for the Nookie. Yeah. No, that's his old album. Oh fuck. I don't know. It already came out. I, I, I listened to it. Remix that. I, 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 I drove out to Letchworth State Park and I listened to the album on the way back. It's kind of like a joke and then like more like a curiosity. I hate that you did that. <sighs> I mean, I wasn't alone. Which album? Foreskins in my pool or whatever the fuck it was? Uh, Chocolate Buttholes or something. That's the one I mean. Yeah, yeah Foreskins in my pool. <laughs> what is it called? Leave my foreskin alone, man. No, what, what's the actual name? Uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Yeah, I like mine better. Actually, I kind of do too. Could you imagine swimming in that? Yeah, just, they have to be fresh. Well, you, that's what you, uh, you come up from snorkeling, and there's just one on the top of your head, and you're like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck? That's what that Who hasn't uh, been there." Sandra Bullock swims in a pool of foreskins. Yeah, she said it on that show, Ellen DeGeneres. Wow, we are damn that scary. We're a horror podcast. What are we fucking doing? Well, we're chewing foreskins like bubble gum, apparently. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubble gum. To retain our youth. <laughs> That's why we look so goddamn good. Well, it just so happens that you could eat those foreskins, too, because it is Maneater Month. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Holland Oats. <laughs> Holland. I'll be Holland and you be Oats. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How does that song go? Whoa. Here. Whoa. Whoa. No, hold on. Whoa. Hold on. Whoa. No singing. Okay. No singing. Okay. How does the song go? Whoa. Whoa. Here, here she comes. Here she comes. She's a man-eater. Watch out, boys. Watch out. She'll chew you up. Whoa. 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 
Whoa. All right. All right. All right. This is actually worse than if we sang it. I hope I hope the fans are happy. I hope to God there is another Silence of the Lambs movie coming out in the next like ten years and they have a slowed down version of Maneater for the trailer. That'd be perfect. It just writes itself. Yeah. Or Cannibal Holocaust. If uh, you think they're gonna remake Cannibal Holocaust? They'd have to use a, a slowed down version of Jungle Fever. Really? Yeah. I, or Welcome or no, to the Jungle. Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie. Mm. Jungle there... Love. What about Jungle Love? Anything with Jungle, because that's where the movie took place. Jungle Love. A wee, a wee, a wee. There you go, Morris Day. In the motherfucking time. <laughs> good stuff. Great stuff. So, you see any good movies this week? Dude, have I? I had a chance to check out Benicio Del Toro's antlers this is a movie that i have been anticipating for a couple years now because it was supposed to come out last year during the pandemic his much anticipated remake of the deer hunter i i would have preferred that dude oh this movie sucked seriously oh my god it was so fucking bad dude sucks dude it sucked he's been like such a hit or miss lately yeah i always like him i think he's great Dude, this this movie was hard to it was it was so fucking hard, dude. It was uh like there were a ton of fucking plot holes. It just the pacing was weird. All the actors in the movie were weird. Uh the it was good acting, but I mean like weird as in like there were no like name actors in the movie, which was kind of cool to like they were, they were all oddly directed by Mr. Del Toro. I don't know, man. I just the movie just fell flat. No, the acting was good, but the story just sucked. How many antlers were in it? Ah, uh, a few. Yeah, yeah. It's about Wendigos, you yeah. know. Always. Good. Uh, but they're like they, when I say there were plot holes, it was like these two guys. Uh, one guy got ripped to fucking smithereens, and this other guy kind of like turned was in the process of turning into a Wendigo, and he was kept in a room by his like little boy. Like, little, little boy. That doesn't check out. No, dude. And he had, like, all these crazy locks on it. And this little boy was still going to school and shit. And his little brother started to get the Wendigo disease, too. So he put him in the room with his dad. And, like, he was... You don't don't put two of them together. No, that just makes him more powerful. So, like, uh, there was some, like, uh, like a witch's bag on the door that kind of, like, kept him in there. And they never explained what the fuck that was in that bag. Witch's bag? It was, I imagine, like, a hex bag or something. Like, oh, hey, we got... That's what my creepy uncle used to call a scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) What my creepy uncle called his, the Travis Scott. (laughs) The Travis Scott meal? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hope not. Mm, Put some Sprite on it, it'll be sizzling. (laughs) Get that Dr. Pepper the fuck out of here. <laughs> my, my uncle would go into a, into a McDonald's and demand Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Because it was barbecue deliciousness. Put the barbecue sauce in the Dr. Pepper <laughs> like I asked for. So Travis Scott likes his Satan drink. You guys got Dr. Pepper? No? All right, fine. Give me a Pepsi. We don't have Pepsi with Coke. Oh, God damn it. Give me a Coke. And a couple packs of barbecue sauce. I'll make my own Dr. Pepper. Thank you. Put it in the McFlurry machine. <laughs> Sir, that's broke. It's fucking Fuck! broken again. Fuck. <laughs> Hail Satan, Travis Scott. <laughs> uh, so, uh. Flies like, off into the night. <laughs> <laughs> 
so these uh so the dad and this little kid are like stuck in this fucking room and this other little kid is still going to school on his way home he's picking up like roadkill for his dad and shit and of course the teacher is like oh yeah, something up with this kid you know and uh it's one thing leads to another dad gets loose he turns into a fucking wendigo how does he look uh the wendigo itself looked really cool but oh man did it, they have antlers yeah he sure did nice that's how that works yeah he grew antlers like deer antlers yeah big old fucking antlers They're like moose deer yeah yeah moose have those rounded ones right deer a little more pointy yeah pointy stabby yeah uh this movie sucked, man. Do Wendigo, and uh, uh, have antlers? Is that part of a myth? Yeah, yeah, they have antlers. Okay, that's part of the thing. They they got uh, they're like uh, you know tall, lanky, super strong. Will eat you, and they have fucking antlers. Oh, I, I like it when there's just people that look like Robert Carlyle. Oh, me. Th- which oh, our uh, ravenous episode, probably our best fucking episode ever. Easily our best. Yeah, last week. Go back, listen to it. Way better than this one. Shit, man, this sucks. Twelve minutes. Fuck. Uh, so no, this, this is, is terrible. Keep listening. It gets better. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're just going to keep drinking. Maybe something will happen. We're going to reveal how Travis Scott links to the Illuminati later. Long story short, Antlers fucking sucked. It was not worth the fucking wait. I'm so disappointed in it. It was the story had it was Swiss cheese plot hole city. Acting was good, but the actors were weird. Uh, the the one the main guys in it looked like a giant baby with a mustache. That was kind of fucking weird. That sounds incredible. You would think, uh, who was Conan O'Brien's sidekick? Andy, Andy Richter? Yeah. He looked like Andy Richter, but more baby face with like a mustache. Andy Richter in his youth. Okay. Yeah. So like Andy Richter's brother, Randy Richter. <laughs> You're thinking of Dennis Richter. The, the weird creep. No, no, no. Randy was the creep. Dennis was the cool one. Okay. Yeah. Just like, just like the Quaid family. No, Dennis was the menace. I, I think you may have forgotten that. Oh, okay, okay, got you there, man. Yeah, yeah dude. So I had a chance to check out Antlers. Oh God, that was bad. Okay, well let's not uh, let's not watch that. You know what else was bad? Uh, since we're doing the Man Eater Month, I wanted to watch. I wanted to sink my teeth into something good, right? Okay. Uh, and by sink my teeth into something good, I mean I just wanted to watch this fucking movie to say I watched it. Let I checked the, out. Let the record show that he groped his crouch suggestively while he said that. I don't know why you had to bring that up. Well, because people can't actually see what we're doing here in studio. So I I'm... grabbed my Travis Scott. <laughs> okay. My Travis Scott meal. <laughs> Is that when there's barbecue stains all over your fucking pants? And Sprite. <laughs> I was hoping that was Sprite, actually. Hey, guess what? It was. Great. Uh, I checked out Leatherface, which is a prequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The 2017 Leatherface. Yes, that's the one. Not not the uh, Texas Chainsaw 3 Saw is the family. Uh, no. Okay. No, not that one. I uh, so this one came out in 2017 mm-hmm. and uh boy oh boy it's not exactly everyone's favorite entry into the series. How do you think? Uh cuz it sucks. Oh, it was bad, dude. Yeah. Yeah, uh but guess who's in it? Uh Leatherface. Steven Dorf. Oh. From uh Blade. Yeah, and the newest yeah. season of True Detective. He's in that? He is. I like pretty damn good in it. Dude, I like Steven Dorf, and uh, Lily Taylor was also in it. 
Oh, good. Lily Taylor was from uh, uh, The Haunting. Mm-hmm. She was in The Conjuring. Yeah, and I think The Monsters as well. <laughs> sure. No. Is she? No. The mon- Like the new Monsters? I don't. I have no basis for that. No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Leatherface also really sucked. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, man. It, 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 it sucked. It was bad. Well, I think most of us were around for 2017 when that came out. And uh, Did you see it? There's a reason why we don't really talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. There was uh, there were all the essential elements of a Texas Chainsaw movie, but none of them really came together in a way that was satisfying. It was all about like how Leatherface became Leatherface. And what happened was the Sawyer family, uh, they ended up killing this girl. It turned out it was the sheriff's daughter. So the sheriff, of course, like couldn't prove who killed her mm-hmm. so he managed to get uh their kid taken away and their kid uh ended up in like a couple foster homes and is at like like an actual home itself uh the place the, a riot ensues a couple people escape uh with a nurse uh so it's a nurse and like four other people that were inmates in this asylum they kinda, uh they kind of mike myers them a little bit no. Like they, Rob Zombie, Mike. No, 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 they didn't at all. Oh, well, fuck me. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Did you watch this movie? Yeah, he was eating paint chips in a basement for like 45 minutes. No, that never happened. Okay, well, perhaps <laughs> we saw a different movie. Again, far be it for me to call you a liar, but uh, <laughs> that is not what happened. I would never make this up. I think you are, my friend. Anyone who hasn't seen this movie, it is literally watching Leatherface eat paint chips. For at least half the film. I'll tell you what, though. There is literally no cannibalism in this movie. And the Sawyer family, yeah, all it's the... paint chips. It's all paint chips. <laughs> <laughs> They're just driving around like, Hey, y'all, I'm awfully hungry. Well, you know, I'd love to get some paint chips if I'm ever so inclined. <laughs> well, you know, the, the off-white tastes a little bit better than the gray. <laughs> Oh, man, is this here slate? (laughs) Oh, is that a little bit of midnight blue? (laughs) They got little swatches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I see that? (laughs) Yep, and before you know it, uh, they're all just kind of developmentally disabled. (laughs) That's what happened. Uh, Yeah, so apparently Leatherface, uh, the guy that is Leatherface is like, they made him super sympathetic. They made him sweet. Uh, and then, of course, towards the end, he ends up snapping and blah, blah. He gets reacquainted with the Sawyer family and becomes Leatherface. Well, that's what I'm talking about when I say they, they Mike myers him like the way that Rob Zombie did. They tried to give him some backstory to make to make you understand why he became who he was, but it just didn't really work. No, it was stupid. It he added, was very handsome. It didn't really add anything. Very handsome. I don't want to see a handsome Leatherface. No, give me a, no, give me a fucked up, like, guy. Uh, Fat hair lip. He's got to be fat. Fucked up teeth. Yeah, you know. I don't want to see the rest of his face. He just can't the, just the hair lip. Yeah, and his he can't even pronounce. Speaking of hair lip and teeth, we're going to talk about that real quick here when we talk about the movie that we picked this week. Oh, did you notice I walked in here with a hair lip and weird teeth today? I was trying to. I was trying to hide it with my hand. Uh, well, it didn't work. You should uh, try hiding that hair lip with that porn stash of yours all you want. <laughs> That was my strategy. Hey, you guys know this guy over here does 70s porn? I, I try to draw attention to other people with fucked up hair lips uh, to dissuade my own anxiety over it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's it's mean is what it is. I'm a mean man. But I'm working on it. You are, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. uh, the other movie I checked, I watched a lot of movies this week, dude. 
Okay, what's I, the next one? I, I rewatched Fright Night. I watched a couple other. I watched the 2009 Night of the Demons recently. That's good. Uh, it's Ed, Ed Furlong's in that one. God bless him. Uh, our Lord and Savior Ed Furlong. Our Lord and Savior. All five foot five of them. The only man who stands between total annihilation and Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> There's only going to be one man that's going to stop the Satanist Travis Scott. The second coming of the Furlong. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, we're going to get a second. We're going to get a second Satanic Panic. It is prophesied by the, the Furlong. The Furlong will descend from heaven on the wings of angels when nine trumpets sound. I don't actually know enough about uh, the Bible to keep going with this. Uh, and then the furlong will stab the beast, Travis Scott, the Metatron, in his heart <laughs> with the bone saber of Zubacaba. Yeah, there you go. Actually, it could be any type of saber or just a pointed stick. Something well, sharp and pointy. Yeah, it's Ed Furlong, so it's probably going to be something It doesn't have stumpy. to be Travis Scott's heart either. You could probably stab him in the liver. Or the dick. I think they have to stab each other in the dick with their dick. Mm. So what I'm saying is... Stab him in the Travis Scott meal. Ed Furlong has to have sex with Travis Scott to prevent the apocalypse. That's If one man's going to take that fucking heat, it's going to be Ed Furlong. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) It has been prophesied. This is the only way that we're going to avoid total annihilation in the year, I don't know, let's say 2025. (laughs) Clock's ticking, Furlong. (laughs) I don't even like Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may never have to drink it again if Furlong can get off his ass and, uh, you know, get to work. Oh, stop fucking beating up his beautiful girlfriend, Monica Kina. Yeah, if you're listening, Ed, you know what you have to do. Yep. Go fuck Travis Scott. <laughs> and then make a movie with Glenn Danzig. Well, just film that <laughs> and, and play some misfits behind it. There's, there's your movie. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I I would watch that right now. I uh, last night I watched 2005's Devour. Okay. Yeah. Uh Yeah, it was dude, it was uh actually I watched this with my ex-wife. It was awesome. I uh, it was uh 2005 starring a one Jensen Ackles. My favorite of the Supernatural boys. Yeah, uh, Jimson Ackles. He was uh he was Dean I was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, this movie's a fucking riot. It actually mixes. Uh, this is something that we are going to do eventually in the future. So I don't want to. I, I already have it slated. What's that? We are going to hardcore review this movie. Okay. We uh, uh, there is. Uh, so for our listeners, there is going to be a month coming up that it's going to be a new metal month. Uh, new metal horror. And this falls in that category because the opening track is Shine Down. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this was a terrible movie, but God damn it, I fucking loved it, and I can't wait to watch it again with I Greg. feel like anyone who's a big fan of Dave Winchester is really going to appreciate his acting in this. <laughs> in this what, when did you say? 2005? Yeah, 2005. So he was still young and sexy back then. It's called Devour. He's, he's old and sexy now, man. Well, yeah, I didn't say, I didn't say he became unsexy. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, he's no furlong. But nah, not many of us can be. He could be an acolyte of furlong. He could he could film furlong while he's saving us all from Travis in, Scott. That's what I was, in quotes, that when he's saving us all, saving from the us, yeah, just plowing Travis Scott from behind. <laughs> now you're an artist, Greg. No, not really. Can you fucking whip something up of Ed Furlong? Draw pornography? Is that what you're asking me? For? That's what I'm asking you. I need Ed Furlong. 
fucking Travis Scott in the ass, saving all of humanity while drinking a Sprite. Jesus, I don't. I think I have to do this now, and it has to be like an epic, like biblical painting on the scale of like the Sistine Chapel. This is the literally the last time I'm going to be face to face with you in the studio recording because I'm moving out west. So this, so this request uh, must be granted. This request, this is based. This is my make a wish. This is literally my make a wish, and I know I want my Andrew Dice Clay hoodie, but honestly, I kind of want this too. You got, you got a lot of make a wishes going on here, man. Well, I'm dying, Greg. <laughs> Terminal dick embiggening? <laughs> hey, I've got that, too. <laughs> we, we should start a support group. Uh, hey, uh, guess what's coming out next week? Um, On Lifetime. Okay. On fucking Lifetime, dude. What do you got? Bruce Campbell's holiday movie. For Thanksgiving? No. it's And it's a straight-up Christmas movie, dude. Oh. Dude, I'm actually I I'm I'm excited about this. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, Bruce Campbell made a lifetime Christmas movie. Incredible. He's in it, and I I'm looking forward to it. Who does he play? Uh, Christmas. Chris Mass. Chris Chris Mass Muss. <laughs> Chris Musterson. <laughs> I don't fucking know. What's it about? Uh, I don't. Dude, it's a fucking. Lifetime holiday movie. Who gives a shit what it is? So it's like a it's a Christmas story, and then um, where does the drama come in? Okay, here we go, buddy. Uh, the movie is called One December Night. Okay, Bruce Campbell plays Steve Bedford, while his bandmate bandmate Peter Gallagher plays Mike Sullivan. The two bandmates call it quits after a long career in music together. Peter Gallagher from Oasis. Yep. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, is that actually... That's his name, right? Peter Gallagher? No, keep going. Okay. No, don't fuck with me. Uh, Of course, this changes when the two guys are given the chance to play a holiday special together with the stipulation that they play a hit. But trouble some song. Let's see. The official synopsis goes like... Two music managers must put their history aside to oversee the televised reunion performance of their rock star fathers with a fractured past. Okay, so apparently... Bruce Campbell's going to be the dad of the main character. Okay. Yep. So November 13th, this will be on uh, uh, Hallmark, Lifetime, all that shit. Enjoy it. uh, That sounds fantastic. I I can't even say anything bad about that. Have you? Dude, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I love Bruce Campbell so much. Yeah, that's what I'm, I mean, I'm kind of thinking if he's involved, it can't be that bad, right? Yeah, right? The way you describe it, it sounds like a big giant pile of fucking shit. But, but if Bruce, Bruce Campbell's in, there, in it. That's kind of your seal of quality. There you go, so Greg. I that's have, what I'm saying, my man. I have faith. And really, isn't that what the holidays are all about? Sure. Yeah. I think the holidays are... Well, you know what? Since Bruce Campbell's a musician, mm. I think for him, the holidays is about three things. And that's music, yep. money, and... Mm, pussy. <laughs> I was going to say uh, preventing the apocalypse. So really what it should be about for Bruce Campbell is calling up his friend Ed Furlong <laughs> and getting him to fuck Travis Scott so that we don't all die in 2025. <laughs> I can't emphasize this point enough. I'd like to live for the rest of this decade. Ed, uh, please. Ed, save us, please. Uh, yo, uh, did you ever see The Sacrament? Yeah. 
The movie's fucking great, right? One of my favorites. It is really good, dude. Mm-hmm. Did you just uh, recently watch it? Uh, no, not recently. It's been a couple of years. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio is set to play uh, the Jonestown Massacre leader himself, Jim Jones. Beautiful. In, uh, in a movie about Jim Jones and the Jonestown Massacre. Sounds good. I've always kind of enjoyed that story. It's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, a bunch of commies killing themselves in South America. What's, what's to hate? Uh, honestly, what is to hate? It's a true American tale. Yeah. It sure is. Fievel goes to hell. <laughs> Ernest goes to hell. <laughs> Why did they ever make that? Ernest goes to hell? Yeah. Well, because we were had Jason goes to hell. Be, well, Ernest going to hell would be a good time, I think. You think kinda, so? Kind of like a crossover. Like the Ernest goes to camp. It's kind of hot in here, Vern, 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 Vern. Right. It's like, it's like Dante's Inferno, but with Ernest as the main <laughs> character. Satan is played by uh, Travis Scott. <laughs> uh, but Ernest has to have, like, a dog that talks to him, voiced yeah. by Ed Furlong. Of course. <laughs> and the dog's just humping everyone. And it's, <laughs> it's Ernest's job to direct his humping in the right direction. <laughs> just to get to Travis Scott. Yes. He has to carry this dog through nine rings of hell to, to meet Travis Scott and prevent us all from dying on June 6th, 2025. <laughs> this, is, this is the cult that we're starting with this episode today. Today. We're the leaders of the cult. Ed Furlong is the, he's the chosen one. Chosen one. Wee, wee, wee. Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the noise he's going to make when he descends from heaven. God, I hope so. To save us all. Uh, well, my friend, uh, there isn't really much going on in the news. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to check anything out? Uh, no, but I do have a very significant apology to make this week. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Is it that time? It is, I think. Um, so, Matt, uh, we're going to need you to throw that piano on. Throw it on, brother. So I'd like to just take a quick moment here to apologize to famous actors Molly Shannon and Jeffrey Jones. Uh, you know what? Actually, same. Yeah, for um, the insensitive and possibly false statements that I allegedly made regarding them last episode. I mean, at least one of them was, was our, alleged. It was our greatest episode. Best episode ever. Um, I erroneously accused one of rampant, uncontrollable pedophilia and the other of having an enormous, life-stealing, toxic vagina that blackens men's hearts and devours their souls. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which was which, so I'm just going to apologize with this broad, generic statement. Sorry I called you both perverts with big, gross, killer pussies. Um, but not you, Jeff, you fat, guilty, boy-hungry bitch. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, I feel like I was a little too harsh on you myself. Well, maybe I was just then now, too. Uh, and uh, you know what? I, I There was a while back where I said, Michael Jackson did Thriller. Mm-hmm. Give him a few kids a year. I see where you're going with this. You're not gonna. You're not going to miss them. Yeah. These kids don't even have social security numbers. Some kids suck. Literally. Yeah. So, I mean, those are... The- Okay, Those are okay. the ones that... We're apologizing. That, We're apologizing. That's... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, like... I mean, yeah, some kids are just dicks, right? Yeah. Get them, get them out of the system. Like Little Leatherface. Get them out of there. Give them to Michael Jackson. 
give him to Jeffrey Jones. Might teach him to dance or something, right? Instead of killing. Might teach you to be a good actor. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey might, Jones, might you were... Might turn him into a world-class flautist. It, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, you were the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was. And you were just amazing, and I feel like you should be given at least three kids for that. He was also uh, Douglas Dietz from Beetlejuice. Four kids. Yeah. So right now that's a equivalent of seven kids. Get, you know what? He, he deserves some kids for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he totally does. And then his role in Ravenous, that's at least like two or three kids. I would give him five. For that one? For Ravenous. Okay, so what are we up to? Oh, God. What's seven plus five? It's at least like like like, like, uh, like 22? 20, 20 kids. 20 kids. All right, so Guy, Jeffrey Jones gets Jeffrey 20 Jones. kids Jeffrey and Jones. 40 years in prison. Jeffrey Jones. You can... <laughs> Easy trade. There you go. Boom. You give a little, you take a little. Um, you know, he's, he's done some, some services to the community yep. through his film acting. Yes. And he's also um, going to spend the rest of his time in jail. He's masturbated to child porn. Yeah. Uh, you, don't so... just, you don't just get to do that, man. Uh, Ed Furlong's going to come and cleanse your soul yeah. with the rest of us, and you will face judgment the same as anyone else. So I guess because it's the Apology Corner, yeah. I'm Jeffrey Jones, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get any of those kids for that. You're going to get Ed Furlong. Just, like, uh, you're, like you're, basi- you're basically going to be a warm-up. You're going to get professional actor Ed Furlong acting like a six-year-old. Oh, like the way he did in that movie, The Jungle. And he will hump the evil out of you. <laughs> Yes, he will. In preparation for, for, what Travis, he, for Scott. Travis Scott. Yes, uh, you have to. You. It's like a. It's like a kung fu movie where you gotta like work your way up to the main boss. It's like the raid. Yeah. Jeffrey Jones is literally the penthouse suite before the rooftop. Yeah. Except the main character, uh, his foot is actually a penis, and he's kicking your face, which is actually your asshole. Yeah. If any of that makes and sense. And it's all Ed. Yeah. It's just Ed. It's Ed fucking you. Yeah. So. Uh, so sorry. Sorry. There's yeah, our apology. That's the apology corner complete. Michael Jackson still gets kids though. Fantastic. You know what? He gets ki- he gets all the fucking kids. He gets all the fucking kids. Yeah, he's still alive. He's still fucking eating them alive wherever he is. Just um, just sucking down a baby smoothie with Hillary Clinton. It's the stem cells that keep you young. So, all right, Matt, you can cut that piano just about now. Now. Love you. Okay. Oh, man eater. Oh, oh, here she comes. Watch out, boys, because all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) All right, all right, which is actually used in the movie. Yes, we are going back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Part four. Yeah, starring uh, Patrick Stewart, and there's going to be Klingons, and Jake Gyllenhaal, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Furlong is in it. Gary Busey for a second. I uh, played the plane. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church is in this one for a little bit. Thomas Jane's dick. Yeah. Oh. Oh. From Hung. That was the chainsaw. Andrew Dice Clay is in this one. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Hop Cassidy. I. Uh, you know what? I got nothing else, man. Cassandra Peterson. That's a, oh Cassandra. Uh, Peter Weller. Oh, Peter Weller uh, is a uh, very man's game. Yeah. And I love his part in this movie. Yeah, he actually, RoboCop does appear in a post credit scene. Yep. Uh, Where he shoots off the dick of Leatherface. Yeah, it's only on the season three DVD, so if you can get your hands on that one. Uh, I don't know where that is. It's like, I don't know, Chechnya? 
Yeah. Yeah, what, what is what is Region 3? Uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so, uh, I don't think that's there anymore. No, those kids, they, they eat the plastic rather than play it in their DVD players. Uh, they ate the Jeffrey Jones. For the very small amount of nutrients. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Jeff, Jeff Jones would have a heyday if he ever went to Bosnia, I'll tell you. What. Oh, he would just be doing snow angels in those kids. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't know no better. God damn it. And for long cleanses of this evil. <laughs> Save us, Ed. So anyway, this is, um, this is as we said, the, the fourth iteration of the Texas Chainsaw yeah. series, but it's really a sequel. This is the... To the, yeah. Uh, writer and director Kim Henkel uh, envisioned this as a direct sequel to the first movie. Why would he use that when the opening... I, that is really fucking confusing to me right there, and that should tell you a lot, because literally the opening of the movie mm-hmm. is 1973. Yes. A group of children. Like, like it does the whole thing where it explains, like, the murders. But it gets, it, and it's then a little ten, tongue-in-cheek about it, though. And then uh, there was only two other instances after that that were related, meaning part, part two, two, part, part three, three. Saw his family. Yes. Uh, and then this one. And then this one. And then it's like, it's been five years. But now the murders have started again. Yeah, it kind of it brushes off part two and part three like they were just yeah they were tangentially related. But this is the real follow up. Okay, so this is a real follow up. Well, this is uh, Kim Hankel was he was a writer for the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, as well as the 2003 reboot, which is amazing, uh, and 2013's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, starring Bill Mosley, Scott Eastwood, and Alexandria Daddario's boobs. Yes, they were in there. Um, so he he it, his writing credit on those previous films, I think, gave him a little bit of a, a big head on this one. It made him think that he had the authority to say this is the like official part two that you've all been waiting for. But that goes over like everything Toby Hooper worked for. Yeah, because like Toby did the first two. Yeah, Kim's a little bit of an asshole. I don't think I like this guy. No, it's not a great movie. It's not well written. No, not at but all. I will tell you, he thinks it is. He certainly does. I get... Okay, so before we really get into it, I get what he was going for, mm-hmm. but, like, the execution is just piss poor. Yeah, this is supposed to be a little bit of a, like, a almost a tongue-in-cheek approach to the whole genre. And it was also, it almost seems like a fuck you to Toby Hooper. <laughs> a tongue-in-cheek approach to the whole genre is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Right. There it is. But I think he, he I think he said I can do that but correctly. I think in his mind this was the right way to do it. This is turns out it's super not entertaining. This is that's okay, there it is, right there. That's the phrase. Not right. entertaining. And I would say I would almost use the word pretentious. Now I like a lot of sh- I, I, I like bad movies. I like a lot of like what, what well, I'm gonna say what people consider bad movies, what I consider to be completely just wonderful and entertaining, and I just love watching that shit. Sure. Uh this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh but you know what? Maybe we shouldn't preface it that way because we're about to talk about it for like a fucking hour. Okay. So, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Give us our list of characters, Greg. Here we go. Take it away. Starting off with everyone's favorite, Vilmer. Mm. This is Matt McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Most famous for Tiptoes. Yep. Killer Joe. Yeah. And the extensive Dark Tower series. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. And probably some other movies that none of us have ever heard of. I love him in uh, Contact. <laughs> yep. 
dazed and confused. <laughs> he's, been in, I, he's been in some things. Hey, man, you ever see Tropic Thunder? How about the Dallas Buyers Club? Ooh. <laughs> or what's the other one? That, that one where he's a lawyer that drives around in a, a fucking Lincoln? Oh, the Time to Kill. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was referring and to. Like, All right, now, Samuel Jackson, yeah, he killed these two boys, but, like, <laughs> I mean, like, all right, right? <laughs> they had to cut the scene where he overused the N-word. So, in this one, he's Vilmer. He is a redneck sociopath, a cyborg sadist, a truck driver, a metalhead, a philosopher, slap-happy alcoholic, and possible Illuminati? Possibly. Also, he's very greasy, mm-hmm. and he rocks a jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. And he is the master of the V-point. Okay. I got yeah. You. Index finger one. and middle finger making a V pointing at your two eyes. Yeah. Literally every fucking scene he's in, he drops that point. Yeah, he was young. I feel like he thought that was a lot more impactful than it really is. I mean, have you seen uh, uh, that one movie that yeah. he was in? Oh, it was good. It yeah, was great, all right. Actually. Remember that one? Yeah. Actually, uh, our next character, Jenny. Frailty. That's what it's called. Yeah. With uh, <laughs> Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah. Yeah. Didn't he direct it? I, I think you're thinking of uh, 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 Matthew McConaughey. He directed it. Did he? No. No, I thought Bill no, Paxton, Bill Paxton directed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that frailty is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, but Jenny wasn't in it because that's Renee Zellweger. And oh, her. Nobody in their right mind would ever hire Renee Zellweger to be in their movie because she is a terrible actress. She is not a good actress, and she has a weird face and a weird voice, and why she became so famous is just beyond me. Uh, it's because frumpy white women love Bridget Jones. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's why they made like six of those. So anyway, in this one, she is a strong, smart, independent woman of the night. You know what? She's fucking Bridget Jones. She's not smart at all. She plays Bridget Jones in this. Um, She's also an annoying four-eyed asshole, so I'll leave it at that. She is. Yeah. Uh, So let's just uh, move right on to Sean. Oh, this guy sucks. (laughs) Speaking of assholes, this is a wiener kid with no confidence. He's a bit of a pothead. A born victim, but he's a very talented speed bump. He's got that Jonathan Taylor Thomas haircut, too. He looks like he's just a kid you want to hit with a truck. Over. And just over and over again. And over. Yeah. Um, so then after that, we've got Heather, who, you know, I kind of liked Heather. She's a, a little bit of a confused airhead, kind of a pessimist, a doormat, a paranoid socialite, a self-proclaimed bitch. Who is prone to hot flashes? Ah. <laughs> Get it? Ah. <laughs> see, see, what I, see what I did there? Holy uh, shit. Fuck, Greg. We're funny on this show. God damn it. Damn, that's funny. <laughs> so then we've got Barry. Barry is Heather's boyfriend. He's a liar, a cheater, a pervert, a chauvinist, a certified coxman, dickhead, asshole, douche, and future lawyer, just like his dad. Or doctor? Something like that. I think he lies about that, too. Dealership owner. Yeah, his dad owns a dealership. Yo, my dad owns a dealership. So you know he's going places. Yeah. To hell with Travis Scott! He's going straight through Leatherface's anal cavity! Just like Ed Furlong. Yep, well... <laughs> One's going out in one side, and the other is... Uh, all right, we get it. Oh, Gregory. Yeah. So then next we up... 
Uh, <laughs> next we up. Next we up. Next we have up. It's <laughs> fucking Adam Sandler over here. <laughs> God damn it. So then next we up. And no, yeah, mama, mama said that please, I, please I, I go play the foosball. Please don't. <laughs> We've got Darla. I, I'm going to be so careful not to make any verbal mistake here ever again so you never do that impression <laughs> darla is beautiful confident she's a professional uh businesswoman she's a murder enabler a mm-hmm. conspiracy theorist a pizza lover and a big old whore she's a big old voyeurist yeah Which, i mean you know why not you throw rocks at her she'll show you her tits oh that's uh that's an exhibitionist my friend Oh, you're right. You're confusing your kinks. It turns out I don't know shit about fuck, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. But you're pretty good at that Hubie Halloween impression. I'll give you that. <laughs> I do like Hubie <laughs> Halloween. Fuck off. That movie's amazing. I will literally fucking kill you over this movie. Ed Furlong's on my side on this one, I think. <laughs> so then we, got, we have WE, which I have a bunch of theories as to what that stands for. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm just going to list them up. <laughs> W.E. This man's name could be Wild Direction. It could be Whiskey Enema. It could be Wank Exercise, Wombat Eater, Wiener Enthusiast, Whale Excrement. I could go on, but he is a slim, filthy hillbilly, probably a product of incest, and he's a cattle prodder and proud quote memorizer. Uh, I, I feel like he was meant to be like the nubbins. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's what the N in W-E stood for. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, nubbins. W-N-E. Yeah. W-N-B-C. Yeah, I think they had an offensive racist frog as their mascot. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and last but not least, we have Leatherface. Solo Newports. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong. <laughs> so Leatherface is a... I mean, we all know him, right? Homicidal, mentally handicapped man-child. He's a cross-dresser, a cannibal, a bumbling, screaming psychopath. In this one, he's kind of a half-assed boogeyman, and he's also a big old bedwetting crybaby. And it's, this is the worst iteration the of absolute Leatherface. Absolute worst version of him. Oh, my God. Form. And also, like, uh, this is something that I, I, I really bothered me. I, I remember being a kid and having this bother me when I used to watch this movie. Yeah. As an adult, it, like, triggered that memory of going, why the fuck is his teeth so perfect? Yeah. He I didn't want to see perfect that. perfect teeth. Yeah, he spent three movies just getting more and more jacked up in the mouth area. Yeah. And this one, he's just, like, just fine. His teeth were immaculate. He had beautiful, like, like supple lips. Well, this is the next generation. Oh, that's right. They may have had health care. Dental that. plan. Yeah. Leather, wait, what is what's Leatherface's leather name? Needs Jedediah? Jed, sure, Jed. Jed needs braces. Jed needs braces. <laughs> so long, dental plan. Jed needs braces. So Okay, we're not going to do that. No, forever. no, no, no. You know the bit. Yeah. Yeah, you know the Mr. Plow song? Go fuck yourself. You know the bit. Oh, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to start off May 22nd, 1996. This was a very good year. I think I was in... This movie wasn't even made know, in 96, was it? I don't fucking know. This movie was made in 94. Yeah, but that's not when it takes place. You're literally looking it up right now? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck, just keep talking. May 22nd, 1996. Who? This is, uh, this is, this is where the house is. Okay. This is where the murderers are. Yeah. 
You're seriously still looking it up. Shut up. Just keep talking. I didn't just make this up. <laughs> uh, 95. The movie came out in 95. Yeah, but this is the... this is. Do I need to explain this to you? This is the opening blurb. It says it on the screen. Why does it go to the future? All good movies go to the future. Did you see Aliens? I saw Blade Runner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great movie. Fucking fantastic movie. Why are we covering that? It takes place oh, in the future. Because there weren't cannibals in Blade Runner. Well, guess what? It turns out there are no fucking cannibals in this movie either. Yeah, there's also no chainsaw deaths. No, there fucking isn't. For a Texas chainsaw massacre. Massacre? There is nobody that gets killed with a chainsaw in this movie. Nobody gets killed by a chainsaw. Nobody gets fucking eaten. You know what they do? They eat fucking pizza, and they suck each other off for fucking an hour and, and a half. You may have watched the porn parody of this. I The, the <sighs> Texas Chainsaw Assacre. It's a totally different movie. The movie fucking opens. <laughs> I think we covered that in our top ten list of guilty pleasures. St- starring Ed Furlong <laughs> and Travis Scott. Exactly. Oh, shit. So, anyway, the movie starts off with a bunch of shitty, annoying high schoolers going to the prom. Which is, that's what we all wanted to see, right? Oh, God. Well, I know, because I wanted to see them all get murdered brutally. Well, you know, give it time. All of them. Yeah, so we got Barry, who has apparently gone missing, and nobody seems to care except for Heather. Oh, where's Barry? She's asking everybody. She's running around the school gymnasium. Has anybody seen Barry? And they're like, which no, we don't care. They take, let me give just a second here. They take the time to introduce a character. Uh This, This female character who has a stuttering problem. And she's telling, uh, what's her name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Heather. Heather. Telling Heather that Barry probably isn't doing anything wrong. And it's like, it's like so like, it, it, you have this character that's stuttering and it's, it reminds me of like Franklin from the first one. I think where, that's what they were trying to invoke. Yeah. Okay. That you have this, somebody that has a, a handicap uh, and like, let's. Like I, I'm looking forward to them being a part of this story, and then being brutally murdered oh. by Leatherface and getting sympathy for it. I, it I turns out this is the only fucking scene she's in. I have to say, I was kind of annoyed by Franklin in the first one, so I'm glad I was too. Glad she didn't make a reappearance. But think about when Franklin got killed; it was the best thing ever. I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the movie theater back in 2018 at a, a sold-out theater for Thursday Night Terrors, and the place fucking erupted and clapped her when Franklin got fucking gutted. That sounds a little ableist to me. Uh huh. What? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm offended. Okay. Uh. Well, I thought we were gonna do that again. Well, we didn't because they never bring this character back around. No, she just she fucks off back into the prom, and we never hear from her again. Yep, that's it. But what we do find is Barry making out with someone else, predictably. Like, where the hell did you think he was? Uh, she she eventually uh, comes up upon him with some random girl that I don't think she even has a name, uh, and just Heather freaks out and decides to jump in. What turns out to be Barry's dad's car? Yeah, Barry's dad's car and uh, goes running, driving away. Barry comes out. Are you stupid bitch? He jumps, jumps in. right in. She crashes into all kinds of other things. Drives recklessly. Just also, this car isn't that nice. I mean, for a high schooler. I mean, for a high schooler, bad. yeah, but like, don't treat it like it's like a fucking Escalade, man. I, w- I would have loved that if I was in high school, man. Honestly, I would have just loved a car. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a 1972 Chevy Nova. <laughs> I think. I drove a 95. Allegedly. 
uh, a 95 Saturn SC1. Okay. And it was sporty, and I felt really cool. You have a big old spoiler on the back? It wasn't that big, Greg. No. But I did have a spoiler. Of course you did. Yeah, man. Dude, look at me. Of course I had a fucking spoiler. Yeah, you're, you're a spoiler kind of guy. I, I, At the time, I was. You're the type of dude who achieves top speed and needs to keep that shit stable. It was very confusing because I had this and I had a spoiler, but I also wore an insane clown posse shirt, but a puka shell, <laughs> yeah. and I had that fucking sweet part down the middle of my hair. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were one of those guys. I was very confused. The cool guys in high school. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not oh, at yeah. all. Yep. No, you're nope. right. I am mistaken. Not um, cool. But anyway, while they're driving recklessly down the road, Barry is trying to convince her that he wasn't cheating on her. He was trying to alleviate his blue balls because that can result in prostrate cancer. Prostrate. He says prostrate. Yep. And uh, she's not buying it. She ain't having it. Nah, she's swerving around. She's she's surprisingly calm. She kind of gets over this pretty quick. She's like, oh, that's... That's Barry, just fucking someone else again. Yep, there goes that Barry again. You know what? It's my fault. I won't fuck him. And right about this time, Jenny and Sean pop up for the back seat where they were getting high instead of fucking each other. Yeah, Renee Zellweger. Apparently nobody fucks in this movie. Renee Zellweger fucks nobody. No, she ain't gonna fuck no man. Yeah. Bridget Jones ain't about that. Was Bridget Jones British? Probably, but I, I cannot believe that Renee Zellweger would be capable of doing a convincing British accent. Uh, you say capable. Uh, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, what's the opposite of capable? That's what she is. Incapable. There you yeah. go. She's an incapable actor. By which I mean she's not good at her job. She sucks. Yeah. Yep. So, mid-conversation... I'm just going to come out and say it. They get bored. They get fucking bored. By a fucking 90-pound ginger kid who immediately falls out of his car and passes out. Mullen? Uh, <laughs> oh, they get T-boned. Yeah, I like that he just, like, gingerly falls out of the car. That's the only way he knows how to do it. It just... Uh, uh. Yeah, and nobody's injured in their car. No, they're fine. In spite of the fact that they just got fucking smashed at top speed yep um but yeah this kid passes out on the side of the road um barry's dad's car uh won't start so they all decide we got to walk somewhere yeah and they're like someone's got to stay behind with this little fucker uh so they decide it's going to be sean everybody else wanders down the road and they find darla's office i think it is it's like a wait what was this now this is like it's like, it's like a hotel office or like a real estate it's like I, i'm gonna say realtor office but yeah. it's like a, it's it's like a trailer kind of yeah yeah the number is like is it like 907 do i remember that right i didn't pay attention to 907 605 666 oh this is the travis oh! scott of trailers of business trailers oh god the illuminati yeah it all it all kind of comes together there's a lot of symbolism in this uh, and it was surrounded by a triangle yeah yeah which a top would see an all-seeing eye looking down on you a triangle which the ancients used to refer to as a travis oh yeah food for thought yeah i got it so anyway this is darla um she is she's a little bit too hospitable I would say when they show up all kind of like worried, like we need somebody to help us out. She gets on the phone immediately to call up Vilmer. Yeah. Who I don't know exactly what her relationship with him is. We'll find out later. 
But at first, I kind of thought that it was like her brother. I, I uh, just just knowing it's a Texas Chainsaw movie, I'm like, this is probably all family shit. Yeah, but uh, it's it's not though, right? It's not. It I don't could think, be. I, don't think any, I think the only ones related were like Vilmer and Leatherface. I would not rule out incest in this family either, though. Is what I'm getting at. Why would you ever the Sawyers? Did they even have a last name in this? Were they even called the Sawyers? Well, if you look at the IMDb credits, a lot of them are called the Slaughters, which is just so bad. I I honestly didn't even want to bring it up, but since you asked, <laughs> yeah, they're not the Sawyers. In this. They're, they're the, the Slaughters. They're the Slaughters. Oh, they gonna be the Slaughters. That might be the stupidest, cheesiest possible fucking name you could give these characters. This family of murder cannibals. Yeah, but genius writer Kim Henkel. Went ahead and did it. So, who am I to question? Right? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Darla gets on the phone with Vilmer, who supposedly is going to tow them or something, uh, when suddenly, my favorite characters in the whole movie, the bottle-throwing rednecks, drive by. Yep. And they toss a bottle through Darla's window. So, she seems just, she knows exactly what to do in this situation. She says, guess what? I'll take care of this. Runs over to the window, and what does she do? Shows her tits. She pops them out. She's like, this will take care of this problem. I'm sure if I flash my breasts to these men, they'll never do this again. Yeah, her awesome fake tiggle biddies. Now, is this like a is this something so supposed to be clever that the writer was going for here? I really don't know. Like, uh, hey, you guys want to see tits in these movies? Here they are. I feel like, yeah, I mean, because a couple of times in this movie, I feel like the the douchebag writer, Kim Hankel, puts in, like, these stand-ins for the audience, and I think the guys who drive by and throw the bottle might be that. I think it's, a, it's like, a weird meta thing. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, ugh, God, where it's almost like this. a It's almost like a dog whistle, where it's like, okay, we threw a thing at you, it's time to, it's time to show tits. Actually, I would love to see what the timestamp is on this. If they're actually, maybe he is more clever than we're giving him credit for. If it's like, this is X number of minutes into the film, time to see tits. Let's get it out of the way. So he just came up with a real dumb reason to to make it happen. Dude, I've seen thousands, I've seen countless number of horror movies. And in the first, like, a couple minutes, there's tits. It's also possible I'm way overthinking this shit. Maybe. this is just a stupid reason to have boobs. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to question it either way. Oh, it was great to see him. Yeah. I mean, not upset. Oh, we needed him. I mean, what what good movie doesn't have a scene like this? Ravenous. Um, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Ravenous is perfect in every possible way. And it didn't have tits. Unlike this movie, uh, which just has, well, it's got robot legs and it's got a plane crashing into somebody. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's always cool. We'll get there. We'll We'll, get there. We'll get there there when we get there, Greg. But back at the car, we've got Vilmer, who arrives in his tow truck. uh, And he steps out in spectacular fashion, wearing a duster and showing off his mechanical leg. I do love this. And he walks up to... Uh, our, our survivor, Sean. Yeah. Like, he's totally normal. Like, there's nothing unusual about me. Yeah. And it's like, you have... Half of a television and a vacuum cleaner just strapped to your, to your fucking leg. Like, what is this? All right, so we have Matthew McConaughey is in a straight-up Michael Myers jumpsuit. He's greasy, uh, and his... Uh, Real greasy. Oh, God, you're greasy. <laughs> uh, and, like, 
He has, yeah. So his leg is like a Stone Cold Steve Austin knee brace surrounded by a bunch of steampunk bullshit. Yeah. A vacuum hose going to it that leads up to his ass. A bunch of tinfoil. Oh, it, it, it's it's nuts. It's like the little kid from fucking uh, uh, kindergarten cop fucking made it for him. Yeah, it kind of looks like they smashed apart like a microwave and then reassembled all the shit inside of it with a hot glue gun. Yep. Yeah, and then and put a vacuum hose on it going from his, his ankle up to his ass. Real quick, Greg, I'm sorry to backpedal on this, but uh, when Darla gets off the phone, let's go back to the office, all right? Okay. Where she calls for Vilmer. Mm-hmm. As soon as she hangs up, she looks at everybody and says, why do blondes stick their heads out of windows? To get a refill. <laughs> That's pretty good. And then uh, Renee Zellweger looks at her and says, I don't get it. It's because she's blonde, right? It's a, yep. It's the whole thing. That's the, there it is. Quality writing here, Greg. Yeah, they're picking on uh, picking on women with uh, lighter hair. I can't stress. I'm hitting. I'm, I can't stress enough how much I fucking love Shit like this. I should love this movie, but fuck, I hate it so much. Yeah, well, it's it's not as clever as it really thinks it is. All right, so back to Vilmer with his fucking leg going up to the fucking body. He kneels and down Sean. and he declares his little ginger kid dead to the confusion of Sean. But Sean is just like, him. no, he was just, he was just sitting here muttering lottery numbers talking about how much he loves the Simpsons and Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, but before he can even really protest, uh, Vilmer snaps that little fucker's neck. Right in front of him. Goes, I do like that. Well, he's dead now. And this is this is where uh, the other shoe drops. But also at the same time, though, what would your fucking reaction be to this, Greg? If I was Sean? Yeah. Oh, I'd run away. Yeah. yeah. But where would you run? Into the woods. Yeah. Sean runs right down the fucking road where yeah. Vilmer could just casually run him over. And you know what the road is? That's the home of trucks and cars. Yep. Yeah, that's their environment. It's a one-lane so, road. If you're going to be running on the on the road, you're going to get hit by something, I think, sure. at some point, which, you know, that's what happens. Vilmer taunts the shit out of him by chasing with his truck. He doesn't hit him just right away, um, but he does kind of drive next to him and yell at him. And I swear, I may have in- interpreted this incorrectly, but I swear... Sean Loki offers Vilmer a sexual favor just for a brief moment. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll suck your dick. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like, well, what do I have to do? I'll do anything. Why did he sound like Don Knotts there? Oh, because he wanted to suck penis. (laughs) But Vilmer is not interested. No. He can suck his own penis. So naturally, he backs over Sean. He backs over Sean like a hundred times, and that's the end of a character that nobody really cared about. Oh, but not before Vilmer pops in a fucking sweet tape, which is just the metalist of all metals. And what is that song? Uh, it sounds like an Anthrax cover band. I feel like it was Fly By Night. Away from here. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but I'm going to go with Fly By Night. Sure. Uh, so meanwhile, while, while Vilmer is just mushing Sean into pudding with his truck tires, Barry and Heather run off down the road, leaving Jenny on her own. Um, this is kind of odd, and I think this is this is again more clever, uh, ironic writing where it's like 
our, our characters are going to split up for no reason. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. The three just kind of split up for no fucking reason. Yeah, so Barry and Heather, they, they run in the direction of the murder house. We'll get to that later. Uh, but Jenny goes back to find Sean. Uh, she gets jump scared by a plastic trash bag. Yep. Which is like, okay, cool. Uh, and then she finds a hubcap, but no sign of Sean's body or the cars. Nope. So back to Barry and Heather, who henceforth I'm going to refer to as Bether, just to save time. Um, they come upon the old boarded-up farmhouse, which appears abandoned, but has some lights on in the back. They knock anyway, and Barry sneaks around uh, where he sees the lights. And while this is going on, uh, what's her name again? Heather? Yeah. Heather is sitting on a porch swing, and she's having her hair straight up, like, touched. Molested. Grabbed and stiffed. Yeah. And it's Leatherface. Oh, I was going to say Joe Biden. But, but her, uh, oh. hey, <laughs> oh, topical, right? Hey, hey, that's good, Greg. I like that, buddy. Yeah. You, uh, do you write for Samantha B? We're multi-layered here at DTS. <laughs> <laughs> We're like uh, Dennis Miller. <laughs> oh, man. <I'm> a... <laughs> hey, I don't want to go on a rant here, but uh, this lady has her hair grabbed, snipped, and whatever, and she is not feeling it. Oh, uh, uh, Leatherface molests people much like the current president. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I see uh, <laughs> the Bosnia Herzegovina conflict, uh, just uh, Leatherface, uh, by uh, oh, Tipper Gore. They, uh, they say on June 6, 2025, Ed Furlong is going to fuck a rapper and to save us all from uh, devil uh, penetration. <laughs> Everybody wants to rule the world. Take it home, Dennis. Yeah, everybody. Dennis Miller, thank you for Bernalo of Blood. Uh, <laughs> But, like, she kind doesn't of. even fucking notice this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It it's takes, weird. It it's takes, real weird. It takes Leatherface straight up, like, uh, tripping up on a fucking broomstick. She's incredibly oblivious. Sees Leatherface, and they both scream. Yes. And as they're kind of fucking around on the porch, uh, Barry is stopped by W.E. Yeah, Nubbins. Yeah, nubbin. We'll just call him nubbins. I don't like saying W E. It's it's cumbersome. Can we just say we? We. We. Whatever. We would like um, to play. But he, he holds Barry up with a shotgun, uh, insults him a little bit, quotes uh I think Hemingway or something. Like he's always Dude, he quotes someone. Franklin Hemingway. No, this first one was Ulysses S. Grant. Was it? Yeah. I know he, he gets But a little, you wouldn't uh, know that because you're stupid. He gets a little Machiavelli in there. He quotes yep. Voltaire at some point. Yes, yes. He's got them all. He's he's a literary genius. Howard Stern. Out. Yeah. Travis Scott. <laughs> he's good. He knows them all. He's so smart. Um, he, he, uh, he stops Barry while Leatherface is molesting Heather. Uh, Heather goes on a wild chase through the house. She runs away. Yeah. And Leatherface eventually stuffs her into a cooler, but he's not really good at it. He he closes the top, but she just gets out easily. So he has to like keep doing it and he has to throw something heavy on top. This is all a whole thing. The the writer made a point of making Leatherface just bumbling and stupid in this movie. Oh god. Like an ineffective murderer, which kind of takes all of the the scare factor out of it like completely. Yeah, all um, right. It just doesn't work. It just completely does not work. I, I don't know what the point was, but he's like, I'm going to make Leatherface just super lame. And uh, he does. Was so, there, like, an explanation for that, though? 
I I think he was it was some sort of commentary on how like the slasher genre had like degraded in the last twenty years or something. He he had a reason. Um, he he was trying to make this one reflective of the times, something like that. I feel like he was. <sighs> He was trying to do something what Wes Craven did with Scream, but yes, it fell flat. A little bit. And I think- where Wes Craven managed to, like, figure it out, the formula, and to, like, get that story down and the whole meta of it and everything, and the parody of the genre. Yeah. He did not. No. I think he was a little bit too, like, cynical about it. Yes. I think that's the problem. I think by this point, because he was a writer on the original Texas Chainsaw, so he had been around for a while. Yeah. I think at this point he was just kind of a bitter old man. And he was just way too cynical about the way he wrote this. Okay. Which I can understand, because I'm cynical about just about everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not exactly writing hit movies either. (laughs) You know. I guess maybe hit is a stretch. But Stretch you out. Where do we go from here? Uh, Let's see. So we have uh, uh, Leatherface gets her in the cooler, puts something heavy on top of it. And that's where we and get he, back to... Uh, he kind of throws a tantrum and, and kind of like clutches his pearls while he's screaming for a little bit. Oh, God. It's I hate weird. that it's so much. Weird. I hate it. And then we get back to uh, uh, WWE. Barry and WWE. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Barry runs, uh, does a thing where he kind of like... Uh, they're doing a little banter back and forth. Everyone is too fucking chill. Yeah. He, Everyone's Barry, too chill. Chad, even Heather being attacked by Leatherface was too chill. And Barry has a gun pointed at him, but somehow he he like bugs bunnies his way into the house and then locks, locks the, the door, door behind him, calls uh, W.E. an idiot. Yeah. And then uh, very, very casually looks casually, for Heather. Casually walks through the place. Quickly gets bored and takes a piss. Takes a piss. And then turns around and finds a decomposing corpse in the bathtub. I mean, that happens. And this is where he decides to freak out. Yeah. And that's where we find Leatherface. It's not the fact that he's been in a very obvious murder house for, like, five minutes. It's yeah. the fact that he, he peed in the wrong room. There's literally bones everywhere. Yeah, so unsurprisingly, he gets assaulted by Leatherface, who screams and cries as he meat-hooks Heather. And, uh, yeah, just like that, our power couple, Beather, is no more. Uh, Barry gets hammered in the head, right? Yeah. Yeah, just like in the first one. Okay. Yeah, but it's not as uh, cool. The first one, that scene is so iconic. I fucking conic. And also, Leatherface in the first one is so frantic and terrifying. And this one, it's just weird and like I do give credit clumsy. to the fact that they did have that sliding door and they did have that red room. Yeah. They did include that in this one, but it it's just not the same as in the no, first. No, it's not. And if the, anything, the, it's just a reference in this one. Uh the room with the cooler also looks a lot like the first room in the uh yeah. the, you know, the room in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's all you know, it's all legit setting. No, the, the this set is great. I have no argument with the set. But the camera angles just don't really do it Mm-mm. as much justice, Mm-mm. you know? God the camera damn, angles that first are fucking one is good. weird. Oh, it's probably one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. So anyway, next we have Jenny meeting Vilmer while she's walking down the road. Uh, he kind of pulls up, and he says that he knows where her friends are. Quickly gets uh, you know agitated and angry and tells her to get in the goddamn truck, which she does. Which you know this, scene... this isn't exactly what we learn in elementary school. You know when a stranger tells you to jump in their truck oh, and starts acting God. like a psycho. Maybe say no. Dude, this scene sucks. 
Yeah, I think Sesame Street teaches you otherwise on this, this one. This scene sucks so much, dude. Yeah, uh, he's drinking and driving. He's doing kind of a stuntman mic routine with her. Yeah. Kind of freaking her out while he's driving all crazy. He's like um, grabbing her and shit. Yeah, and then he, he kind of forces her to look at the corpses in the back, which are Sean and the little ginger kid. Yeah, Mullen. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and she naturally is upset by this. But she she doesn't really seem like... She's not panicked enough, and I, I chalk this up to her just being not a great actress, but she says the words, are you letting me go? And he just, I kind of love this. He goes, you figure it out. It's your goddamn life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, she jumps she out. She talks truck. and rolls. Yeah, just flies out. She's not injured. She gets right back up and starts yep. running. Uh, and where does she run? She runs across a field where his truck is able to follow her. Yep. He just he chases her down. I don't think he's actually trying to hit her. He's just fucking with her. But I will say, because she's a smart, independent woman of the 90s, she foils him by hiding in some trees. Hey. hey. That's where trucks can't go. Nope. Yeah. So he fucks off for now. No, he goes, fine, have her your way. Yep. And then, uh, surprise, Here comes Leatherface. Out of nowhere, swinging a chainsaw around. Yeah. He chases her back. Send to the, for the man. Chases her back to the murder house. They run through a fucking pond. Yeah. Apparently, Leatherface is very slow in water. Renee Zellweger is very fast because she's tiny. Yeah. She's like uh, Cheryl. for swimming. Yeah, she's like Cheryl Crow tiny. Yeah. So uh, he chases her back to the murder house where she just kind of goes inside and goes upstairs, which is kind of bold. You know, yep. I don't know if I would do that if I just ran into somebody's oh, house. Fuck no! But she finds a weird cop mannequin up there. Oh, that was—I think it was a—I think that was supposed to be like an actual dead body. You think? Yeah, because she freaked out. Yeah, it was just kind of there. But she she takes a gun out of its holster. Yep. And uh, tries to shoot Leatherface before she realizes that it is not loaded. It turns out there's no bullets in it. So, Greg. because she once again is a smart. Independent woman of the 90s. From the 90s. Her backup plan is to jump out the second story window. Let's jump out the fucking window. There you go. But guess what? You're not going to fall on the fucking grass like an asshole. Like those lands on the roof like a double asshole. Yeah. So she didn't even get away. She jumped out the window and just fucking didn't even get away. But avoided injury. So you know what? Smart, strong, independent woman of the 90s. Right. So now it's time to climb. You know what? In the 80s, I feel like women were a lot stronger. I feel like they they did a lot more uh, aerobics classes. The, they then. in the nineties they were a lot more codependent, independent. I think is the word codependent. Well, if you say so, I'm not sure that means what you think it means. I don't. I don't. Well, anyway, <laughs> while Jenny is climbing up the roof, Leatherface takes a moment to destroy the world's shittiest chimney with his chainsaw. And, oh my uh, god, those bricks weren't even set. They were just, just stacked. Off. He's just knocking them off. Like, what is this, Ferguson? It's almost like a video game where she's trying to climb the roof and he's just, like, dropping bricks at her. And she yeah, like, like fucking him. Donkey Kong throwing barrels at this bitch. So her, her next idea is to climb up the antenna like a genius. Like, where did she think she was going to go from there? Just like King Kong. Just, just up the antenna. But it turns out she did have a plan, which was to jump to a power line because, again, she is fucking smart. Yeah. And hey, if power lines ain't going to kill birds, they ain't going to kill Zellweger. Well, power lines don't kill the birds. It's those windmills that do. Oh, fuck. You ever? Oh, I've seen those videos. Those turbines, they dazzle the eyes, they hypnotize you. 
Uh-huh, just like Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. <laughs> so she eventually falls into the middle of the yard, where naturally Leatherface smashes through a wall to chase her for like 24 hours. Yeah, just like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, they fly through fucking field and woods and streams once again, and she ends up where? At the gas station. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. At Darla's fucking real estate office. Yep, it's back at uh, fucking Darla's This place. is literally the fucking gas station from the first movie. Same idea. Same concept, but instead of fucking sausages hanging and a radio playing, uh, it's just Darla and her fucking purple tits. But Darla says... Don't worry, I'll take care of this. Who do I need to show my tits to? She runs outside, just ready to flash anyone. Anybody. Anybody there wants it, she's got it for him. Meanwhile, Jenny is inside, just crying her eyes out. But big surprise, turns out Darla is one of the bad guys. WB shows up to menace Jenny with a kettle prod. And a garbage bag. Yeah, and he just starts smacking her with his kettle prod. He stuffs her in the bag and then stuffs all of that into a trunk, which Darla takes... Through a drive-thru. But before that, he decides to stand there and cattle prod her, which feels like a fucking eternity. Yeah, it kind of takes forever. Oh, my God. This movie sucks. It's not called the Texas Cattle Prod Massacre. I can tell you that. No, and also, like, I love uh, the... the Every time he hits her, you just hear, like, Oh, stop. Yeah, she's not very good at acting. No. Everybody is too chill and too casual. Yeah. There is no like eminent danger here. Like they're well, no, just one like of the, uh, one of the hallmarks of the original that made it so incredible was the frantic screaming and chasing and just terror of the actors. In this one, the kids literally act like it's an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. Now, like I feel like if this movie was just made now, it would be better because of how you know the whole like oh kids and their cell phones. Well, Renee uh, Zellweger would not have been in it. No, she would have. You think? Yeah. You think yeah. she would have played Darla? She would have been Darla. Showing <laughs> her fucking titties. Yeah, nobody, her Bridget Jones is out. Nobody wants to see that. Well, it makes one of us. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not attracted to Renee Zellweger. Oh, you, already, you already spoke. I friend. am not attracted to Renee Zellweger. <laughs> so anyway, Darla orders a bunch of pizzas, and while she's picking them up, she flirts with the police. And it's yep. one of those moments where it's like, oh... You think she's going to get caught? You think they're going to see what she's got in her trunk? No. Nope. She used those titties to tantalize the cops. Because cops in the 90s were dumb. Yeah. And easily <laughs> manipulated by boobs, which, you know, it can happen It to happens to the best of us. But anyway, meanwhile, somehow Heather has escaped from her meat hook, and she is crawling it through the middle of the road, which Darla notices, stops. Yeah. How the fuck did she get off that meat hook? No fucking idea. But Darla gets out of the car and uh, for just a very brief moment tells her she's going to help her, but then just decides, you know what, fuck all that. I'm just going to try and beat you unconscious with a stick. But it's not working. No, don't hit me with that stick. She's just so so weakly tapping her. (laughs) And she's unable to knock her unconscious, so she just leaves her there. She's She's like, like, you know what, what? fine, I'll stop hitting you with the stick. Yeah, I got. You don't go very far now, you hear? I got other things to do. I got these pizzas back home before they get cold. It fucking leaves her there. So, uh, yeah, so we we go back to the murder house where Leatherface is dressed as a Stelgetti for some reason. Um, (laughs) W.E. is kettle prodding the shit out of him, telling him to go... Go grab the girls, grab her out of the trunk, go get this other one that's down the road. Old nubbins. Uh, so he, he does as he's told, and uh, 
we go into the kitchen where Vilmer is doing science with a box of old television parts, just working on his leg, apparently. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and he's, he's acting all intimidating because that's what he does. This whole house is a fucking mess, probably because of Leatherface's frequent tantrums. I can only guess. <laughs> And this is where we have, uh, we got Nubbins coming in and being like, look what he did to the door again. Why do you sound like a, look, all right, yeah, look what your brother did to the door. Basically, he's saying, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. This is why this house is a fucking mess, because we were your brother to the door. We, we live with a man child who likes to play with chainsaws. Which so- also, how lazy is the fucking writing in this? That it's literally the same fucking thing from the first fucking movie with the look what your brother did to the door. Exactly. It's all references. It's all references. I don't like it one goddamn bit, Greg. That's what makes it genius. You just don't understand. No, Greg, I don't fucking understand. I don't understand. I don't fucking understand any of this shit. Oh, and you never will. I don't want to. Because you're not fucking... Kim Henkel. I, he's the only one who understands the reasons for this. This movie hurts my brain, dude. Yeah, well, that's because it's bad. Uh, but that's the thing. I'm not sure we've emphasized that point enough. This is seriously a fucking conundrum for me because I like bad movies. Why don't I like this movie? Why is this not enjoyable? Well, I think it's the acting, mostly. It's oh. All, it's all, like you said, it's all very flat. It is. No one seems enthusiastic. No. And I think it's because a lot of these actors are, were inexperienced. I mean, Matthew McConaughey hadn't really done much before this. He did. Um, what's her name? Fucking, he said that uh, thing Zell about... Wedger was... Yeah. Uh, she was just kind of getting out of rehab at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Allegedly. Yeah. So it was all... Uh, I don't know. They, they all just weren't really like ready to, to play these roles. Okay. Or they were just bored. I don't fucking know. Or it was directed for them to act this way. I don't know, dude. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was written and directed by a butthole. A surfer. Yeah, Kim Henkel. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but Henkel is actually uh, the Slovakian word for b-hole. Uh, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. I like that you had to go through papers to look down at your papers to just make something up. Yeah. <laughs> I see you've recognized my methods. <laughs> yep. All right, where are we at now? Well, we've got uh, Darla and Jenny are having a friendly girl talk. Oh, God. Where Darla insinuates that Vilmer works for the Illuminati, which is incredible. You know who killed President Lincoln or Kennedy or whatever? It's these people. These people been doing it for hundreds of years. And they're they're in cahoots with the great Lord Satan. And Travis Scott. Yeah, Travis Scott. He'll... He'll make you eat French fries with barbecue sauce. And he'll make you drink it down with a Sprite. It's unnatural. Nobody likes the taste of Sprite. You ever take a Sprite and pour it on your pussy? It's the worst drink there is. There's no caffeine in it. And it's just so fizzy. And one day, the great, beautiful, masculine Lord Furlong will come along and save us from the Scott. He'll infuse us with caffeine, and he'll allow us to eat our french fries with catsup. <laughs> catsup. But not until 2025. Yeah, until then, though. No. I mean, this is 90-fucking-six, five. Yeah. Who is a fucking shit? It has been foretold. And it has been foreseen. So, Darla's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. 
Um, she uh, she's telling Jenny, you know, basically, don't worry so much about Vilmer. Um, he's a little rough around the edges, but you know, he's just doing his job. That's what this amounts his to. His job. Yep. You know, he works for the higher ups, which we'll get to later. Uh, which right on cue, Vilmer busts in and puts a knife to Jenny's throat. Um, and at this point, I don't know if you caught this, but to me, it was sort of, I don't know. It was very reminiscent. It, it seemed like, uh, Rob Zombie almost ripped off Vilmer's character, uh, when he wrote Otis. Holy shit. Because he's, he's holding a knife to Jenny's throat and he's talking about how my brain's got all these ideas in it that none of you kids Holy understand. Holy shit. Right? Yet another reason that Rob Zombie is not super original, I guess. But. Yeah, well, we, I mean... Here we go. Yeah. May or may not have ripped off one of the shittiest movies in the Texas Chainsaw series. <laughs> so this I might mean, be, this House is, of a Thousand a Corpses is a straight-up Texas Chainsaw rip, so why not take it from this fucking movie, too? You know, I, I wouldn't put it past him. It, it, it might have... Let's not say rip. Let's say reference. Yeah, I'm going to take Matthew McConaughey's character and make it my own. Fucking uh, have Bill Mosley play it of superior actor, of course. Of course. Uh... Uh, it's same fucking dialogue, but have him white as a ghost. Well, you remember, and... you remember that scene with the fish boy in House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, of course. Where uh, Mosley went up to him and he was like, oh, you look like a fish boy. All right, all right, all right. Yes. You got that, you got that little cloaca. Maybe I'll put my little finger in it. One thing I love about fish boys is I get older, <laughs> they stay the same age. They <laughs> sure do. They sure do. You know, I should just pump some caviar all over the room. I want to swim in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got a little weird. Those are that's that was the original scene. They they cut a lot of that. Yeah, that's uh, deleted features, right? Yeah, the MPAA had a big problem with the House of a Thousand Corpses for a number of years. They delayed it for a long time because of that caviar scene. For like 28 years, that movie was delayed. Yeah, like 35, I think. Uh, Yeah, roughly about 43. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in like 1968, but we got it in what, 2000? Uh, Like like, like 2018, maybe. Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Actually, I think it's still not out. No, we we are literally waiting for House of the House of Corpses to come out. Yeah, at this point, it's like House of 2,000 Corpses because it's been so fucking long. I remember watching the trailer for House of 1,000 Corpses uh, back in 1989, the same time I saw the trailer for Jason Takes Manhattan. That's the one where the dude was like digging a grave, right? He was digging a grave. Yeah. Some say he's still there. He's st- he's all he's made it to the center of the earth because it's taken so long for this legend. To come out. Legend says. Yeah. Yeah. He dug a, a slow hole to China. Yeah. Oh, I love that joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, Greg. I'm funny. I'm funny. Like yeah. That. We're, we're, it's, we're we got the jokes over here, guys. Damn, yeah, that's scary. That's, that's why I'm. That's why I'm hired because I'm clever. You got the. That's why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> so anyway, uh, turns out Jenny grabs a shotgun. Uh, easily grabs a shotgun. Easily grabs a shotgun and turns the tables on both Darla and Vilmer. Yeah, the turns have tabled. Yeah, she makes everybody get down and shut up, and Vilmer doesn't really react to this. He just starts cutting himself. No, Vilmer starts doing his whole bit. Ah, you think the FBI, they got bugs all over this wall? Oh, I got a deal. Oh, praise out of the heavens, that furlough coming down. He's going Fuck Travis Did you That's, say? Did you say I've got an eel at one point? I probably do yeah, have I an think, eel. I got an eel. Yeah, I think Vilmer had an eel, but he he was definitely like pointing at her with the double, you know, the V finger at a certain point because that's what. He oh, does. that fucking point. Yeah. Um. 
Darla starts beating the shit out of Vilmer with her shoe for embarrassing her in front of Jenny, I think. Yep. Um, but this is <laughs> in retaliation. <laughs> me for the last time. Vilmer decides to just slap the shit out of Darla. And this is where he, he gets kind of like a little overboard. He steps on her neck with his robot foot. Yep. And he puts his gun in her mouth. Yep. This is after, did he, wait, did he steal the gun back from Jenny? I don't fucking remember. All right, so something happened where Jenny goes to pull the trigger and it goes click. Oh, he puts he the gun, gets it. He puts the gun in his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so he's a real badass. Which turns out, kind of, because she, she tries to fire, it clicks, he grabs the gun, and then just blasts a hole in the ceiling with the other trigger. Oh, so yeah, apparently double barrel shotguns have, they have two, two chambers. Yeah, two chambers, two triggers. And Jenny, because she's a smart, independent woman of the 90s, pulled the wrong one. Yep. Yep. Where it's at, I got two chambers and a shot. Oh, fuck. 50-50 shot. Yep. She, she blew it. Like, not literally, though. Yeah, she she literally could have, like, painted the walls with his brains, but she she picked the wrong one. Movie could have fucking finally ended at this point. And it, yeah, but instead, he blows a hole in the ceiling, and then he just goes fucking crazy. He starts laughing and loses his goddamn mind. Yeah. This is where McConaughey really gets to go McConaughey nuts. Yeah, it's like, hey, Matthew McConaughey, do your breast breast, do your best impression of Nicolas Cage in 2010. Yeah, pretty yeah. much doing, you know, same kind of routine. Anyway, Jenny's not amused by it. So she runs away, leaving Heather on the floor. I will note and gets in a car, tries to drive away. McConaughey jumps on the hood. Oh, yeah, that's right. Heather's in the place. Rides it the momentarily. other girl. Forgot about that. Yeah, well, you know she's been everywhere. Who fucking cares? She got meat hooked. She was out in the road. I, she shouldn't even be alive at this point. No, she's dead. She perseveres, I guess. Yep. Um, but once again, because Jenny is a strong, independent woman of the '90s, she crashes the car almost immediately. Oh, and, I, I, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Literally, like not even out of the driveway. And is of course recaptured by everyone's favorite cannibal family. Uh, I don't think they're cannibals in this one. I mean, it's it's, you know, maybe they're not. They just they eat pizza. Yeah, they don't eat people. They eat pizza, not people. You know what? Maybe they're maybe it's everyone's favorite Italian family in this. Mamma mia! <laughs> they just they just eat. Well, the fucking Sopranos. They just eat pizza pie. Hey, instead of people. Hey, bubba de boobity. So that's not that's not quite as scary. No. You know what? I've noticed this this movie isn't very scary. I no. Yeah, it's more of a drama than anything. I don't know what... I, I thought this movie would be funny. I haven't watched this movie since it came out, and like I'm like, okay, cool. This is like written as a comedy. Maybe I'll get some laughs out of it. Yeah, it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. But it's not. No. Yeah, it's just, it's just awkward. It's so awkward. So anyway, this is, this is the scene that we've all been waiting for. This is dinner time at the Sawyer... I'm sorry, at the Slaughter family household. Oh, God, shut the fuck uh, up. Jenny wakes up in a bone chair. That's yeah, you know, like that's you cool. should. That's, that's, that's kind that's, of a that's, that's fun, that's fun. Uh, Leatherface is wearing most of a woman's torso skin. Just so, like Art the Clown did in Terrifier. Yes, so that's like the you know the face and the boobs and everything. It's all included. Oh, with the face because, and the boobs. Because he's a, he's a full-on uh, transvestite in this one. Yeah. Which I think we can still say, right? We can still do that? That word's okay, I think. Yeah. Well, I, d- I just watched uh, Rocky Horror the other day. A sweet transvestite. If, if they can do it, I'm pretty sure I can do it. That was also in the 70s. It's, it perseveres. Tim Curry. It's, it's if, Tim, if Tim Curry said it. If Tim Curry, can, if Tim Curry hasn't been canceled, then I think we'll be all right. Tim Curry 
will never be canceled. Exactly. So I say with confidence, Leatherface is a transvestite, transvestite. in this one. Um, everyone is drunk and eating pizza, which, you know, I can relate to. Yeah, man, I would love good. to. I'm drunk right now. I want some pizza. And this is where Vilmer walks in and gives us the old, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. You know, he had to do it at some point. So yeah. Might as well be here. Uh, he slaps Jenny literally a hundred times in a row. Just a few. Keeps, a just, few. He's like, you know what? I'm going to have to wake you up. One's not enough. And it's just fucking whap, whap. Oh, there you are. Okay. She comes hey, around. Hey, you sleeping? And she's like, oh, hey, why, why are you slapping me? That sounded just like Renee. Right? Was that a pretty good impression? That was really good. RZ. That's my Zell Wedger. That's your Zell. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Hey, you guys are crazy. Shouldn't be should hit me like hit Yeah, me like guys, that. I'm Brother Don. Stop hitting me in the face. Stop reading my diary. That's no, not... wait, she's, she's British. She needs oh, a British wait, Oh, I stop reading my diary. Oh, I stop reading my diary. Oh, stop. Stop reading my okay, diary. We, neither one of us does a good impression of Bridget Jones. Let's just leave it at that. I, I think we <laughs> sounded just like her. Yeah, okay. Close enough. Yep. Um, so Jenny decides, now that she's been slapped awake, she calls Vilmer a psycho. He spits in her face, which is awesome. Yep. And uh, she notices there are just corpses sitting at both sides of the table. All over the table. And this but is they're where very we fresh. That I think they're all dead except for Grandpa, which you don't really understand. Is he alive or dead? You don't really know for a while. In the sequels, I mean, in the, in the previous movies too, is he alive or dead? Yeah. I mean, the second one, he was kind of alive. Yeah, and the first one, he's just kind of there being fed. Yeah. And they're putting a hammer in his hand. Oh, John Dugan? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's favorite Dugan. John. Uh, I met John Dugan at a uh, at a con years back where I uh, I won a pie-eating contest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he uh, uh, he kind of like hosted it, presented me a trophy because I won the pie-eating contest. Why was he hosting a pie-eating contest? Uh, eating, eating people, eating pie, kind of the same thing. That's a little loose. Were they meat pies? No, it was uh, a strawberry. It was delicious. What the fuck? Dude, I housed this pie. Was this at a county fair in Oklahoma? No, this was at the uh, Ukrainian Center here in Buffalo. It was Parahor. Dugan, what the fuck were you doing there? Why are you feeding people strawberry pies in a fucking... I wasn't... I wasn't... Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre literally gave me a strawberry pie. I had to eat it with my hands behind my back. I won because I ate the most pie, and I got presented a fucking trophy by Grandpa. I just don't understand the connection. What does Grandpa have to do with strawberry pies? Fuck you, Greg. Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre presented me a trophy. What, were there people parts in it or something? For eating pie. Right, what did this have to do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Maybe there was some... I don't know. Am I a cannibal? Was there a significant I, pie in any of these movies? You know what's really funny is that after I got done eating the pie, I felt a very strong surge of energy. A certain virility. And very virile. And uh, you know what? Yeah, the pie was made of people. Okay, so after that, you, you tore a bunch of children in half like phone books. And just literally sucked them down like they were pixie sticks. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. All right, it works. That's, yeah. a, that's all I needed, man. That's all you yeah. had to tell me. Jim Dugan, John, uh, John Dugan rules. He just stood there and nodded approvingly as you're just, you're just eating kids. He's cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Dugan. I'm sorry I ever questioned you. Yeah, but this grandpa is not John Dugan. He's not. No. He's He's... I thought he was a statue at first. I thought he was a prop. 
Yeah, he just got up and fucked off. Yeah, eventually he stood up and just kind of walked out of the room and it was like, all right. He didn't do anything. Like, bye, Grandpa. I guess that's kind of the point. Like, Why did he do anything? Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm just think, fucking so annoyed by this. I think that was the point. I think uh, Grandpa was there, and the director knew everyone's going to expect something. You know, oh, there's Grandpa. Okay, he's a big element in this. Go get Grandpa. And uh, instead of doing something. He, he just fucks off. He did nothing. You know what he did? Huh. He subverted expectations. But you know what? That guy probably got a SAG card for this, so that's cool. You know what? This was the the Ryan whatever his fucking Johnson is. Uh, this was the... Philippi? The guy who did that uh, Star Wars movie. This was the second Star oh, Wars right. movie. <laughs> yeah. This is... All right, so Next Generation is literally The Last Jedi? Yes. Wait, is that what it was? Which yeah. One, which fucking one? The Last, the Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, this was the Last Jedi of the Texas Chainsaw series. I have a Star Wars tattoo, Greg. I know this shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it subverted all of our expectations in 1995. You thought Grandpa was going to do something. He did nothing. Instead, instead, he just Mark Hambled his way out of there. Yeah, just peace just out. fucked off. Never to be seen again. Never. Yeah. Went off of the sunset. Yep. And Vilmer, the, two, the two sons. <laughs> and Vilmer's leg was made out of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Didn't expect so that. Wait, does that mean Vilmer is Darth Vader? I thought it might be a chainsaw, but nope. It's, it's just a vacuum. <laughs> so, yeah, Vilmer goes ape shit. He lights Heather's back on fire, which is awesome. Oh, that's that hot flash thing he yeah. talked about. <laughs> All right. And she runs into a wall and collapses. God, you're good at this. Which I will say, that wall was covered in keys, which I thought was actually kind of a cool touch. I did like that. Right? Nice yeah. little background. They don't really draw too much attention to it, but it was covered in keys, which just implies that they've murdered many, many, many people. So, Dude, so many people. I don't totally know why they'd save the keys unless it's just some kind of like trophy thing. But it's like, you know, you're not going to like... Are you going to use those keys for anything? I mean, maybe they, all the, they got the cars out back. They never really showed a junkyard. No. But, I mean, it's always been kind of implied that they had a junkyard, right? It wasn't in the budget. It wasn't in the movie. Because oh. why, I mean, why bother writing that in when you can just pretend the cars disappear? Neither was eating people. Yeah, right. Fucking Kim Hankel, full-on writing genius. Like, you're great at this. Um, but anyway, this, is, this might be my favorite part of the movie where all of a sudden, the government arrives. What the fuck? Knock, it, knock. Uh, this, is, this is Illuminati. Knock, knock. Here's a man in a suit. Uh, they are totally not here to help Jenny. Get you hear me knocking? Yeah. He's not here to help Jenny, but he does intimidate Vilmer. So we actually understand that what Darla was ranting about earlier might be true. So Ricky Rackman from fucking Headbangers Ball shows up. I was going to say that. Ricky Rackman, yeah. Uh, like an older version of him. So I guess Ricky Rackman now. Uh, and he's got that weird look where, like, the hair above his ears are gone. Like the, It's like the anti-sideburn look that was kind of popular at the time. Sure. Uh, and he's got the big double-breasted suit, and he keeps calling Vilmer a, My silly, kind of suit. a silly boy. Yeah. Oh, you a, oh, you a silly boy. Oh, you just a silly boy. I want to see fear in these people. Yeah, I guess his whole purpose, and, and the whole purpose of the Illuminati, I guess, is that they just want people to know the meaning of fear, the meaning of horror. So now is this the part of the movie where it, the movie is actually deeper than we expected to be, Greg? It's trying to be. What is this person, like, what does he represent? Like, what is he? My guess was that he's, like, a stand-in for, like, the audience or, like, the fans, like, the the demands of the fans. Okay. Like, everything that Vilmer is doing is to appease 
the audience. Like, yeah. this, is what, this is what you scumbags want to see. This is what you fucking dirty motherfuckers need to get off. Yeah. So in order to, to put a pin on that point, he unbuttons his shirt and starts licking Jenny's face. Why is he licking her face? Why would you lick Renee Zellweger? Like, that's, oh, that is so unappealing. I would not lick Bridget Jones's diary's face ever. Yeah, I, I feel like it tastes like some kind of fungus. There is fungus among us. Yeah, like you're like licking a mushroom. Not, not like a filthy mushroom, like one of the white ones. Yeah. But, like, it's still not a good flavor. Like one you know of the I mean? ones that doesn't have the uh, the hallucinogenic effects that'll right. make you feel really good like about yourself. one of yourself. the ones that, that, like, when you touch it, it turns brown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Bridget Jones is. That's what Renee Zellweger is in real life. Yeah, I don't like that at yeah, all. If you touch her, she just turns brown. I don't know what that implies, <laughs> but there's something wrong with her. Something ain't right. Yeah, her acting is certainly not you know up to snuff. And the fact that she's a mushroom. I'm guessing she came real cheap because she's fungal. <laughs> <laughs> so, naturally, uh, Vilmer freaks out, and he just starts cutting himself again. Um, <laughs> Slicing he, his... he runs over to the, the other end of the room and he crushes Heather with his cyborg leg. That actually would have been a lot cooler if we got to see it. If we actually saw it. Yeah, we get to hear yeah. it. But it's like, come on, put that leg to work. I mean, it's there the whole time. Like, why Why are you hiding it? You're not going to show us a chainsaw kill. Show us a fucking leg robot press, leg robot kill. leg kill. But it does become an important plot point just very soon when... Uh, Jenny grabs the remote control, one of the many remote controls for the leg, which I don't really get why the leg has a remote control. But let why alone are there many. So, why are there so many? Yeah, so they have a fight. They're they're both they're both probing, uh, telling the leg to stop and play and pause and fast forward all at the same time. And Vilmer is just on the ground, like twitching around, like trying to regain control of it. The very first, the very first porno I've ever seen had a robot leg. Uh, it was, was uh, it amputee porn. It was, uh, no, no, but it reminded me of this scene Okay, where it was, uh, I, first off, I was way too young to be watching this porno. Uh, but it was Fred Flintstone and Wilma Flintstone sitting on a couch. Jesus Christ. And, uh, Fred Flintstone grabbed the remote control, which was a rock mm-hmm. and put the news on. Wilma grabs it, put cartoons on. He grabs it, puts the news on and they go back and forth for a while. I understand the the frustration is tantalizing. Yeah, do you know how this problem was resolved? Fucking yabba dabba, fucking <laughs> do. Okay, and then Bam Bam comes in and just starts hitting everyone with his. No, this dick. was the origin of Bam Bam. Okay, yep. Even oh, it's though a prequel, yeah. Even though Fred pulled out, well, that doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense, Greg. This movie doesn't make fucking sense. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> Jenny escapes from the, the house while Vilmer's fucking around with his leg. And uh, again, she, she comes upon she a Winnebago. She escapes a fucking again. 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 And uh, she finds a Winnebago just driving down the road, because why not? Yeah, this was uh, uh, driven by Mr. Spottish. Yeah. I just I just said two old people. They were. And this is also like the uh, the morning. Yeah. 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 It's no, it's no longer the night anymore. They've been in that kitchen all fucking night. Drinking, all night long. Drinking, eating pizza, and fucking around. Yep. And uh, what, is, what does your name say? His name is Mr. Scottish? Mr. Spottish. Yeah, he, him and his wife allow her to jump aboard the moving Winnebago. Oh, there's a monster chasing her. Yeah, so he It's just even... leather face, dressed in drag. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, yeah, the whole 
the whole Sawyer, sorry, Slaughter family is Mad Maxing their way uh, <laughs> alongside on this fucking car. It's reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw 2 for a moment. Oh, uh, the intro scene. yeah, yeah. Well, it reminds me of the first one where she leaves the place and flags down the trucker. And then it goes into the second one with the, uh, yeah, Leatherface riding shotgun. Yeah. Chainsaw in a way. I guess just to make a long story short, they managed to flip the whole fucking thing over because that makes sense. Sure. Leatherface hits it with a chainsaw and the whole thing flips. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it, it appears Jenny is doomed. Winnebago's one weakness, chainsaw. Well, there's, a, there's another weakness here because a deus ex machina plane comes out of nowhere and f- crashes into Vilmer. I don't understand this. Takes him the fuck out. I don't know who's in this plane, what this plane is, the what what it is. I can only assume it was sent by the Illuminati. I, it was definitely sent by the Illuminati, but in, the but in, it, they're uh, also like crop dusting. Is this a thing? Because it was this this plane was shown earlier crop dusting a field. Now could it be like some kind of like MK Ultra thing where the Illuminati sent out a frequency and the pilot was just like like like. I must kill this guy in a jumpsuit and a fucked up leg. Yeah, I feel. I think this plane was working in conjunction with the Illuminati and the space vampires, mm. the reverse vampires, so to speak. Oh, the ones from Almost Porn April. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go I don't back know. to April. Listen to our best month. Yeah, something fucked this this pilot up, and he just crashes right into Vilmer. He's like, "Yeah, I got to save this girl." Yep. Sacrifice myself. I don't know. He might have been Japanese. Yep. Um, and naturally, Leatherface starts crying, so he's out of the game too. Sure. Um, and then the government shows up once again uh, to pick Jenny up in a limo. Oh, God. He gives her some speech again, some pre- pretentious bullshit about how this is all for the sake of making people uh, get some visceral experience yeah, from a horror or whatever. Sure. It's the director talking to the audience. Nobody gives a shit at this point. We're all just so bored of this movie. So he asks her, do you want me to take you to a police station or a hospital? She goes to the fucking hospital. Uh, Leatherface does his fancy ass saw dance that we've seen in all the other movies. It was better in the other ones. Yep. The fucking end. It's over. It's over. God damn it. God fucking God. All right. God. All right. Fucking. All right. Yes. All right. All right. All right. God fucking damn it. I hate this fucking movie so much. Fuck you, Kim Hankel. I thought for sure. Like, seriously, I thought for sure that, uh, because that I'm, I'm, the last time I watched this movie was when it actually came out. Uh-huh. Uh, I had one of those black boxes that got pay-per-view channels. Mm-hmm. And I remember like in 95, 96, watching this movie and being like, okay, this movie isn't good. Whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Because I didn't give a shit about this shit at the time, I guess. Fair enough. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. It's Maneater Month. Let's watch a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but let's stay away from but the obvious. We wanted to do. We thought it would be so bad it was good. Yeah. So it turns out this was just so bad it was bad. Oh, my fucking God. I was actually excited about watching this movie. I was really happy I about it. it. I actually didn't. I, 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 like, I brought myself to a point where I wasn't going to illegally stream it mm-hmm. or anything like that. I actually dropped three bucks to rent this movie on yeah, Amazon Prime. Same here. Uh, and uh, I don't believe you for a second. I'm, I'm a huge and, Renee uh, Zellweger fan, so I wanted to actually... You know, I like that Matthew McConaughey. I wanted, I wanted to give her those royalties. So I... Yeah, I, I watched this movie. It was today. I know you watched it last night. I watched it today. <laughs> Fuck, man. 
I regretted it so much. I'm so mad that I reviewed this fucking movie. I know I, it's it's a very reluctant five out of five for me. It's it's th- this movie is literally getting two out of five, and it's because of those fucking tits that saved it. Okay, all right. It did, yeah. you know had it had it two it, redeeming it points. Had, it had literally one and then another. Yep, and that was it. And I think there's a lesson uh, to be learned there, everybody out there. If you if you pay attention to the subtext of this movie, if you really want to see a woman's breasts, throw a bottle through her window. That's right. That's, that's all mean, you have to do. That is the if, true if you genius have, of Kim Hankel. That's what he really wanted if there's to, a, to say. To like say, say like you're going to a gym, whatever. Maybe a coworker. And follow them back to the, their place. Throw a bottle through their fucking window. Yeah, they'll show you their tits. Or if you don't know where they live, uh, just throw it through their car window. You know what? Wave at them a few times on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, uh, like everything on Instagram. That's like the digital equivalent of throwing a bottle through their window. And then when yeah. they don't respond to you, call them a slut. Yeah, get indignant. <laughs> yes. That's the best way to do things. Take the fall. Yep. Act hurt. Yep. Get indignant. Call them a fucking slut. Yep. Uh, I, the eternal uh, wisdom of Gordon Bombay. I think next week... Will be a little tastier than this week. Really? What do you What do you got? Uh, How about a little hint? Uh, okay, here it is, Greg. You ready for this? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Unlike this week, hmm. where our uh, uh, antagonist ate pizza. Okay. Next week, my friend, they're going to be eating people. Oh. Yes. I think I know what that is. Yeah, do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, uh, don't want to say too don't much. Don't say it. Don't, don't, don't say it. Because there's, oh. uh, there's only one thing that could be. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Oh. <laughs> Let's not do that again. <laughs> That's so. right. Terminator 2 starring Ed Furlong. Yeah. Uh, it's the Bible starring Ed Furlong and Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the third book. Revelations. Revelations. <laughs> no, Bloodlines, the Bible. Bloodlines, Bloodlines. the Bible. <laughs> Check it out on newsstands this spring. Coming this spring, Ed Furlong and Travis Scott in the epic showdown to save all humanity. <laughs> <laughs> who will fuck who to save the universe? All right, all right, all right. The four horsemen of the McDonald's Happy Meal Apocalypse. And on that note, my name is Travis Scott. I'm Little Eddie Furlong. And love each other. Keep it spooky.